Hey there. Thanks for joining us for the latest podcast from Resound Church. We really believe that together we are better. And our heart is to reach, send, nurture and disciple people as they become all that God has intended them to be. You can subscribe to our content on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or head over to our website resound.church forward slash app to grab our app which will keep you up to date with everything going on. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. This morning I get to continue on uh, in our preaching series on 21 days of prayer and fasting. Can you believe it? We are already two-thirds of the way through the 21 days. And, you know, I have been so excited to hear of how many people are participating uh, in this time. Um, People are going no food. Some people are doing some food. Other people are fasting chocolate, coffee, Netflix, you know, whatever way it is that you've been participating this year. We want to just say thank you, first of all, for being part of it with us. Um, But second of all, we're so excited to see actually what God is going to do on this time. As Ruth alluded to um, last week, we've been looking and taking all of our prayer points for each day from Isaiah 58. And there's actually a, a word each day that we've centered on that comes from the passage of scripture in Isaiah 58 um, to pray for and be encouraged around for that day. And so again, they are posted each day through Resound Connect. Uh, if you would prefer to have that as a PDF email to you, we can do that. Just contact us and then we can get that out to you as well. But, you know, we look around um, the state of the world at the moment and we are in, and I know it's been said a million and one times, but unprecedented times. We're in a a global pandemic where the whole world has been affected. Uh, You know, there are people working from home. There are kids that are doing all their schooling from home. There are people losing jobs, businesses that are closing. There is a, a whole heap of turmoil in our world. What better time for us to pray and fast than right now? Because our world actually needs Jesus. He, you know, we always need Jesus, but when things are unsettled and times are really challenging, we need to pull, pull into him and, and lean into him and, and seek him afresh to get a new perspective. Because I don't know about you, but every time I open Facebook, I put on the news, you know, everything, even the radio, everything comes around about the dire strait area that we are sitting in as a country, as a nation and as the world. Everything is about doom and destruction and and I don't hear the stories of hope. There's been hardly any of them. So there is actually no better time for us to pray and fast than right now. You know what? Our world is a mess. Um, But we've got a choice to either let our circumstances determine our actions or allow our actions to bring about a change in our circumstances. And really, that's how I see this time of prayer and fasting. Fasting is a choice to go without something with a humble desire to deny the flesh, to become more in tune with God by going deeper in our prayer life. That means every hunger pang is a reminder that we need to pray. Every time we go to open Facebook, if we're, if we're fasting social media, is a reminder for us to pray. 
You know, I remember being in a time of prayer and fasting as a teenager and um, my youth group had actually called a time of prayer and fasting. We're believing for a whole heap of stuff. And I don't remember what I fasted, but I remember how I remembered to pray. And, and someone said to me, you know, I was like, how do I remember to keep praying all through the day? And someone actually said to me, hey, take your watch from the arm that you normally wear it and switch it to the other side. Because then each time you go to look at your watch, because come on, how many times do we look at the time and look at our watch each day? You'll be reminded to pray. We look at examples in the Bible and Jesus says in Matthew 6, and when you fast, don't make it obvious as the hypocrites do, for they try to look miserable and disheveled so people will admire them for their fasting. I tell you the truth, that it is uh, the only reward they will ever get. But when you fast, comb your hair, wash your face, then no one will notice that you are fasting except your father who knows what you do in private and your father who sees everything will remind you. Jesus says there, not if we fast, but when and how to go about it. Do you know fasting is actually mentioned over 50 times in the Bible? We see heroes of the faith like Moses, David, Esther, Nehemiah, Ezra, Elijah, the people of Nineveh, Jesus and Paul are all mentioned as being ones who fasted. You know, the examples of when they were fasting were at times of grief, you know, before stepping out and not knowing when they stepped out what was going to happen, when they wanted to spend time with God and get a download from heaven and when bad news had been received. All of these situations are really what we're encountering right now. As I said, our text around our fasting is Isaiah 58. And um, due to time, I'm actually not going to read the whole passage, but I would really encourage you to grab out your phone, um, you know, grab your actual Bible, you know, those paper things you can open, yeah, and tangible, you can touch them, yeah, you can actually grab them out um, and read through um, Isaiah 58 for yourself. But you know, there are um, a couple of things I think we can really pull from that passage of um, scripture. The first thing is that, uh, is this, what God really wants is our hearts, is our hearts. You know, the Bible is the greatest story, love story ever told. In Genesis, we read um, that God created the heavens and the earth and everything within them. Um, then man sins, we know the story, messes up the perfect relationship. Then God has a rescue plan and his name is Jesus. Jesus comes to earth, shows us how to live, um, dies and is punished for our sins so we don't have to pay for it. So that relationship can be restored. Times of prayer and fasting bring about an inward transformation within us. As I said, the first part of the chapter of Isaiah 58 talks about that. And this is a theme that we see that goes through the whole Bible. You know, God calls them out in the first part because he knows their hearts didn't um, match their actions. They were just going through the motions and he wanted to see people serve him and seek him wholeheartedly. We can be so guilty of the same you know, sometimes we can view our walk with Christ as a behaviour modification plan, but it's actually a life of heart transformation. 
God's not interested in us looking perfect, having it all together because he knows that we're not. He knows that we mess up, we make mistakes. But sometimes we can view our relationships with God more about um, being a behaviour modification rather than a heart transformation. You know, God created us to be individuals and his desire is that we would take on his characteristics. If we look at the heart in our physical sense, our hearts are actually one of those vital organs that keep us alive. If our heart stops, who knows, we are in trouble. If our heart stops, something has to happen for us to continue to live. There needs to be a, a, um, something happen to restart our hearts again. Joel 2, 12 to 13 says this. That is why the Lord says, turn to me now. While there is time, give me your hearts. Come with fasting, weeping and mourning. Don't tear your clothing in your grief but tear your hearts instead. Return to the Lord your God, for he is merciful and compassionate, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. He is eager to relent and not to punish. God's not interested in religion. He's interested in relationship. He's interested in your heart, not just part of it, but all of it. And prayer and fasting helps us with that. It helps us to, first of all, check our hearts, but then be reminded of how our hearts should be as well. And, you know, when our hearts start to become more like his, when our hearts start to shift from just looking at ourselves and and actually focusing on him as he begins to transform our hearts, and that's a process, I believe, that doesn't finish until the day that uh, we die, you know, that heart transformation continues, you know, then we can start, once that gets right, Our hearts and knowing who we are because of him is such a vital importance. But one of the biggest lives we believe is that we can do things by ourselves. And if fasting teaches us anything, it's this. We actually can't do it by ourselves. If you've ever fasted, you will know uh, from food, you will know the first four to five days are really, really tough as your body detoxes, gets used to not consuming food on a regular occurrence. It will try a whole heap of different things to try and get you to eat. It's like every temptation can fly up before you, you know, you can smell things more intensely than you have before. Um, And it can be really tricky. And it's in those times, as I said before, with those hunger pangs or those things that bring memory to us, that we can be reminded, hey, God, I actually can't do this by myself. I actually need you to help me in that. Times of prayer and fasting bring about an outward reaction to an inward revelation. The second part of um, our chapter focuses on this. You know, when we know who God is, then we know in our heart who he is and allow us to allow him to shape us, then we can know what to do. You know, Matthew 25 verses 35 to 40 says this, For I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. 
I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then these righteous ones will reply, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? Or thirsty and give you something to drink? Or a stranger and show you hospitality? Or naked and give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will say, I tell you the truth, when you did it to the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it for me. We read in the second part of Isaiah 58 of how we can go and help others, what areas we can look at to bring assistance to others that are in need. You know, could your gesture of love be the answer to somebody's prayer? We read through all those passages in Isaiah 58 and other areas of the Bible as well. Could our gesture of love be the answer to somebody's prayer? So what can you do for others? And in your action, how can you point people to Jesus? What we need right now is a move of God across this earth, one that draws people into relationship with God. Our demonstration of love can be the very thing that softens people's walls so that they are positioned to see God for themselves. What if we didn't look at the limitations that we currently have um, but look for opportunities for innovation, opportunities for how we can love others, opportunities that we can pray and ask for doors to be open, opportunities to be the answer to somebody's prayer. It's about putting love in action. You know, I can tell my kids I love them, but when I tell them and show them, it solidifies it so much more. And so it is with us. You know, we can tell people, hey, I'm there for you, I care for you. But when I back that up with action, then there actually is further demonstration of my love. The Bible says, and by your love, they will know that you are my disciples. And so by our love for others, we can show people who God really is. Is fasting and prayer easy? No, but nothing worth doing really ever is. Don't be put off by that. What can God do? I've been a Christian for over 30 years. I've heard so many stories of revivals and moves of God that have taken place over this earth, but I haven't actually seen a genuine revival through my eyes. Any time that there is persecution, any time that there is affliction in history, we can see that oftentimes that is the very instance that God can utilise to begin moving and sweeping over the earth. You know, I'm going to invite Mick and Tim back up because um, they're going to sing a song in a moment. But revival is one of those things that I want to see in my lifetime. Do you know that our movement, Acts Global Churches, was birthed out of a move of God through the Welsh revival? I've sat with Pastor John and Desma um, over a cup of tea and they've told me stories of this church, of the early days when they began pastoring here, of how whole buildings would fill up and there would have to be multiple services that were run 
People coming um, in droves to come to know Christ. The church offering help and assistance to people. And so now we have an opportunity. We have an opportunity first and foremost to seek God, to see Him, to give Him our hearts afresh, to allow Him to mould and shape us, to take off some of those hardened edges some of us may have taken on because, you know, life can get tough sometimes and we can harden our hearts a bit. But as we allow God to shape us and mould us and, and soften our hearts, as we pray and we fast and we seek Him, as we practically go into action to love in action, our community, our friends, our neighbours, our family members, or whoever it might be, that we would see God move like we've never, ever seen Him move before. I said at the beginning, fasting is a choice to go without something with a humble desire to deny the flesh, to become more in tune with God by going deeper in our prayer life. Do you know humility and surrender go hand in hand? God wants our hearts, not part of it, all of it. Not just a little space, but our whole hearts. And so today, you know, would you allow God to work on your heart again? We've got just under a week left of our 21 days of prayer and fasting. It's actually not too late to seek Him. It's never too late to seek Him. But as a whole heap of us are joining together right now, could we seek Him afresh? Could we believe that God would move over the people that we know, you know, those people that we've been praying for salvation for years and years. But could there be new stories that would have to come out because of the move of God sweeping across our city and our nation? Could it be that we would dare to believe that God could move even in a, a season that's been talked about limitations and restrictions but these could be the greatest days yet that we see God move. Come on, let's pray. Lord, we just ask, God, over this time today that you uh, would challenge us, Lord, to give our whole hearts to you yet again. Father, that we would um, know you, would allow you to do the work that you want to and need to within us. But God, we don't want to be selfish and hold on to it just for ourselves. God, we want the heart transformation that you do within us to flow out of us into love in action. God, we want our neighbours, our friends, our family, the community of people that you've put us in contact with to come to know you like never before. And so, Lord, I pray that you would come by your Holy Spirit, that you would sweep across this land yet again, God, that there would be revival that would break out. God, that the greatest days of the church would be upon us. Lord, the stories of revivals that have taken place beforehand would be nothing in comparison to what it is that you want to do in this next stage. And so, God, we commit to you. We humble ourselves. We surrender our lives. And Lord, we ask, please, please come and do it in Jesus' name.
You know, Isaiah 58 finishes this way. And God will be your delight. Come on, make him your delight this week. Hey, what a great message. Thanks for joining us here at Resound Church. We pray that you've been encouraged through the message and that you've grown just a little bit closer to God. While you're online, why don't you head over and give us a like on Facebook or Instagram or check out our website at resound.church. You can subscribe to our content on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or head over to our website resound.church forward slash app to grab our app, which will keep you up to date with everything going on. Well, don't forget next week, there'll be another amazing podcast here to listen to from Resound Church. We hope you join us then.